What it do, golf fans. Welcome back to the Turned Ours Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a, 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 a great week in golf, I guess. No complaints on my end. Um, it, it was not the same as the Open. But Jack, what did you think of it? What did you think of the week? Yeah, I thought it was definitely interesting. I mean, like you said, it wasn't the Open. Uh, there were some times where even myself, and I think we discussed this in our group chat with a couple of buddies, it's we kind of got maybe not bored is the right term, but like, all right, here we go again, you know, kind of a golf thing where I think this week is going to really pick it back up. Um, Scott Piercy fell apart. He kind of gave that tournament up. Um, super happy for Tony Fina, though. I love Tony Fina. So it was a great week all around. There's um, there was definitely a golf tournament that happened. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in, in the truest form I can. It was, it felt like Saturday. It was predetermined that 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 he was gonna win the tournament, mm. and then all of a sudden Sunday morning came. I mean, you said it. I, he was minus 100. I think you texted me on Sunday morning. Piercy. Piercy. Yes. Sorry. 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 Scott Piercy. Yes. Uh, he was minus 100 Sunday morning to win because he was up three strokes. Everybody just assumed it would happen. And then it was super boring. He started out, he was fine, just kind of cruising along. And then all of a sudden, the, the 12, hit him 12 like a train. 13 pole, in, in a matter of about 10 minutes, it went from it being obvious that Piercy was just going to win it to all of a sudden it being, whoa, this is wild. Everybody's changing. What's Griot's coming up? Finau's all over the place, everything else. And then within the end of that 10 minutes, all of a sudden you're like, okay, Griot fell off. Piercy didn't come back up. And now Finau's just chilling. And he won by three strokes on the So it felt like the entire weekend was, was kind of a snooze. Up until the last about, like hour. Except for about the 15 minutes or so there where there was all of the lead changes. And then, the, you know, it kind of cruised along into the finish where Tony won. But it, it was a weird tournament. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it because I don't want to say boring is the right term because I'll watch high school golf and be entertained. But, you know, it's it was just it was different. I think I wish it came down. I love golf tournaments that come down to the wire. Um, really have a stake in it. So when you start the day with someone three or four up, really, you don't start off with that excitement or that buzz. And then when someone's coming down 17, 18, with three, four shot lead, you don't have that buzz finishing. Um, I think if it was closer. You would have had that intensity of tournament action. Um, but I was happy. I'm happy. Finau won. Some guys really showcased, you know, Griot came out, Gim came out, Finau got the win. Life is good. Yeah, I agree. Um, was there anybody that, I mean, obviously, I think Scott, I, it's unfortunate. Scott Piercy actually hurt a lot of people coming out of the gate so strong. Uh, if you looked at it, Sung J M would have been first round leader, which mm -hmm. I feel like would have definitely benefited some people had Scott not come out of the gates as strong as he did. Um, I think it actually ended up affecting a lot of bets unintentionally that he was playing as well as he did for so long. Um, yeah, he played really well too. Outside of that, who's another surprise? Doug Gim was unfortunate. He was playing great up until Sunday. Uh, we, we won't talk about the, I think, 77 he shot on Sunday. Not pretty. Yeah, it was not great, which was unfortunate because, of course, we liked him. Um, we do have uh, a little bit of congratulations, though. Nicely done, Jack. Ah, there Nicely we go. Done. Nicely done. I will, I will admit, uh, sometimes the boring pick comes through. Tony Finau, baby, uh, yeah, winner's yeah, pick. pick uh, Tony Finau is that our fourth winner. one this year? Fourth that one this be, year? That would be four. I think I had two. We got one. I got Hideki, 
um, Tony, and then I'll take half credit because I didn't text you about home of the week you won. No, you had Ram at uh, Punta. Oh, I've picked three times this year. You had Ram at Punta Cana, and then then I had Homa like then like two weeks later, and then I had somebody else. Oh, I had uh, who at the U.S. Open? I had Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open. Yeah, you had so you had Fitzmagic. Um, so I had Hideki at the beginning of the year at Century, or no, not Century, with the tournament after Century. We hit that three wood to like a foot. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Well, well. Besides the point, we we yeah, had what we're we, killing it. So you had Hideki, you had Rom, and now Tony, you had Tony, and then I had Homa and Fitzpatrick. So this is five for us. Five. Not, That's pretty dang not, good. Not bad. Not bad. Very respectable. Um. All right. Do you want to go over DraftKings or Fan? No. <laughs> all right so no, i'll just go over quickly uh just to kind of bypass it fan duel nothing to write home about that was bad DraftKings scratched bottom percentage and money again got my money back plus some really wasn't eventful 390 in DraftKings picking a number one definitely helps callum Terran top 10 as well definitely carried it four for six um brandon matthew screwed me in all my lineups that was just a brutal pick for me and we know we talked about driver position that let me down yep um and then sports books one for four we had a withdraw we had sahith screwing it maverick mcgilly playing bad and nick hardy just he was like 50th he was just like playing like even par golf it was really weird so back-to-back weeks losing but i'm still up like 39 units it's gonna happen it's gonna bounce back Nick Hardy, by the way, on Sunday, I don't know if you looked at how he finished. He finished double double on 17 and 18 to, to, to hurt you on that one as yeah. well. Um, I'm going to give two, two seconds of knowledge here, everybody. So, again, I am the stats guy on this side of the podcast. Last week with the 3M Open, I tried to find the stats that I feel like would correlate. The challenge with a tournament like this is that there has been three tournaments that have played so far. So there was just not enough data for the, for the, like the metrics I was trying to pull and the format I was looking for. So it caused me to kind of grasp at straws. It just didn't happen. (laughs) Sorry. Somebody's ringing a bell in the background, I guess. I don't know what happened. Um, But again, unfortunately metrics aren't always the case or the best case on a new course. That was one of the instances that fell through for me. I had a lot of Sahith Tagala, a lot of Davis Riley, a lot of Brennan Steele. They all missed the cut. Uh, my low players actually were the ones that played decent because I had got her up T31, Pan T31, uh, Jung, Jung Kyun, a.k.a. Tom Kim, T26. And then I had Cameron Champ on FanDuel. That was T16. Uh, hey, Cameron Champ was great. That was a good pick. I know we were a little hesitant going back to a previous winner, but it ended up working out half, half decently. Uh, for bets, I went one for three. Uh, Ricky Fowler snuck into that top 40 with a nice T38. Love to see it. Uh, the Davis Riley top 20. Again, I was heavy on him. That that really hurt a lot of my week. And then I had Spenson top 40. He also missed a cut. I mentioned that, by the way, that I was not betting him on any fan. On, I was not putting him in on FanDuel or DraftKings last week. So hopefully you guys didn't as well because he was he was not good. Yeah, definitely not the best week for us. But again, in 30 weeks of professional golf, we've had two weeks in the negative. They were back to back. So all things to consider, we have a winner pick from last week. We're riding high. I think yep. we're probably up 40, 42 units together. I'm up 39. You're probably up three. Um, 
sportsbook alone. I know you're killing it on daily fantasy. So <laughs> unfortunately, we're not keeping track of the metrics yeah. there, which we should. But yeah, so going into this harder. week, yeah, because you know, obviously, someone puts in one dollar in a contest, five dollars in a contest. You can place in one and not the other. It's really hard to keep track of. Yeah. Um, but heading into this week, I love the Rocket Mortgage. I think it's one of the most underrated events of the year. Um, but if you have any final thoughts, I'd love for you to share about the tournament we just had. Let, let, let me run through winners, wild picks, and then we'll get oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right into course details. Uh, so again, uh, we'll give a little, little, little clap here to Jack's Tony Finau pick. Good win. Uh, you also had Ricky Fowler as your low ball guy. Uh, that was a nice T38. So that was solid. Um, for my winner's pick, again, Davis Riley. That was, you hate to see it. I had too, I really, again, I had too much of them. It happens. And then I had Chris Goddard up as my low tier guy. That was a T31. Very solid there. No complaints on my He was end. playing phenomenal. He was driving the ball so well. He was the longest driver of the week. So it actually worked out quite well for me. Uh, for wild picks, Jack had Brandon Matthews top 20 at plus 400. And uh, Wyndham Clark first round leader at plus 6,500. Both losses. Uh, I had a playoff and Ricky Fowler top 20. Uh, playoff was plus 300. Ricky Fowler top 20 was plus 250. Both losses. Um, again, one last thing I'm going to say. This week, we're we're going to Detroit. But take a little bit of a look at last week's course in terms of putting and see who putted well up in Minneapolis in order to get a little bit of an idea of what's going to go on here in Detroit. That's just a little food yeah, for thought. Definitely um, a great one segue. And then, you know, I was just with that Brandon Matthews, top 20 pick. I mean, I was close. I was only 130 spots off, 137 spots off. So we were right there. Um, but no, yeah, I think putting is going to be a big one this week, especially with I think I think might turn into a birdie fest. If you don't want to look for any like super fancy metrics, by the way, go to ESPN, uh, go into player stats and look for PPGIR, which is putts per green and regulation. That's, that's a good baseline to at least look at to get you an idea of what's going on. hundred percent. Um, all right, so let's move ahead then to Rocket Mortgage. Put the put last week behind us. We are going to the Detroit Golf Club in Jack, you want to take a guess? Huh? Detroit, Detroit. Oh no, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> we'll take a guess at what? Uh no, so we're going to Detroit Golf Club in Detroit. It is a par 72, totaling 7,350 yards. Uh last year's winner was Cam Davis. This is a, another wait. This is another week where we're at a course for just the fourth time on the PGA Tour. So, again, last week was the fourth time. This week is also the fourth time. Uh, as funny as it sounds, TPC Twin Cities is a decent comp course here. Similar length, tons of birdie chances. The big difference being Detroit is going to focus a little bit more on putting. Um, last week, we had 27 water hazards. This week, we have one. It's a lot of tree-lined fairways. Uh, the past three winners has been 25, 21, and 18 under par. So this is most commonly known as a putting contest. Uh, again, this course is a theme of good putters. Normally putting is a staple on this course. And if the golfer isn't a good putter prior to the start of this week, this is not a course where they correct their putting form on. If they've been bad in the past, they're probably going to be bad this week. Uh, course history is a sham. Uh, mostly mostly for the uh, the lineups of the 3M Open, there isn't enough, mostly for the same reasons as the 3M Open, there, that there just isn't enough data. Uh, Nate Lashley, Bryson DeChambeau, and Cam Davis are your past winners. Outside of their winning years, they are 0 for 5 on making the cut at this course. 
Don't look at driving distance either. Obviously, I mentioned DeChambeau and Cam Davis. This course doesn't really benefit the long ball as much as uh, as much as you'd think. All right. That's my numbers. That's my data. Take a, take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah, there's a lot in there. It all provides great insight at the end of the day. I mean, I think I know for myself, I speak where some people just go, oh, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, those guys are good. And they put them in their lineup where it's really breaking down the metrics, can separate, you know, scratching the money and being in the top, you know, 20% of money. Again, I, I give these metrics. You do not have to follow them. Um, these are simply things when I'm doing research that, that pop up as themes in the past so i these are not requirements and especially in a course like this where there is not a a ton of statistical data dating back 150 years like there is the (laughs) open uh you can you can afford to tell me to buzz off if you don't like my uh my concepts as much you ready jack oh yeah always ready we we got four guys in the ten thousand range yeah let's just talk about why it should be patrick cantlay um, really quick, but you know, obviously Patrick Cantley at the top 10, seven Cameron Young at 10, one Patrick Cantley has been on a tear eighth at the open fourth at the Scottish 13th at the travelers 14th at the U S open and third at the Memorial. Like you said, if you've really watched his career, he's not the longest driver, yep. but what's he one of the best in the world at is putting. He is one of the best putters that I think I've ever seen in my life. And I think his statistics don't really reflect that he in my opinion, is probably the best overall pick here. I think Tony Finau is coming in high. Um, I just don't think he back-to-back. Obviously, the statistics on back-to-back are extremely low. Yes. Um, I'm not going to put anything past Cam Young, though. That guy has surpassed everything you could expect in a rookie season, except for the Scottish Open. He's dangerous. Um, and then Will Zalatoris, I think, missed the cut last year, so I'm fading him. Uh, yeah, I kind of have a similar similar mindset. Let me let me give you guys a couple of numbers here to look at again. Uh, so I am big on Cantlay this week. Cantlay has gained at least th- between or has gained at least, but between three and eight strokes putting in each of his last five tournaments. So again, you want somebody that's going hot into this week already putting. So he could easily ship this event the same way Tony did last week, being the main guy at the top of the leaderboard. Tony Finau putted solid last week, did great off the tee. So he's he's a, he's a viable option. Again, I think there's less likely or there's less win at win equity in Tony Finau because it's so hard to go back to back. But he could easily finish a top twenty. Um, again, putting contest, uh, putting and Will Zalatoris are kind of like fire and ice. So as much as I love Will Zalatoris, this might be a week to kind of stay away from him. Now, he is talented enough. He could easily be a top 30 guy alone just based on the fact that he has such a great golf game. But I'm fading him. And I'm also going to fade Cam Young personally. He's also been super inconsistent over the last six tournaments. Um, They're both greatest players. But again, putting has been a downfall of his over the last six tournaments. Don't love that coming in personally. What's up, what Jack? I will say um, in relation to what we're saying about fading these guys, it's not saying that we don't think they're going to have a great tournament. We're just taking into account their cost. If we don't think they're going to be in the top 15 at a high percentage of what our opinions are, it's not worth jumping to this high of value. So when we say fade, it's not saying that these guys are going to miss the cut by six shots. It's just saying that we don't think there's a super high percentage that they make up what they're worth in terms of value. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please don't sit there and be like, well, Liam thinks that Cam Young is going to miss the cut. No, he'll probably make the cut, but instead of looking at a top five, you might be more looking at top 40. So, So, yeah. And then, you know, 
I think all these guys are great options. I think Tony Finau is going to be the number one. Um, Tony Finau and Cam Young might be a little more popular in terms of picks, yep. um, but I have no other thoughts in this 10 range. I know you have a you know bibliography of information coming for this 9K range, so take it away. I got a lot of guys I like in this range. Uh, we got Kevin Kisner at 9-1 to Max Homa at 9-9. Uh, I'm going to start with Max Homa. He is high up on my board. He's a very good ball striker, and he's also 41st on tour in putting. Uh, I think he's a good option if you don't want to stick with Cam Young or Tony Finau, personally, because he's a little cheaper, and I think he's just as good. Uh, since the Masters, Homa has gained strokes putting in six out of his last seven events. The only one that he didn't gain strokes on was the U.S. Open. So he's going to be, very, again, very good at his putting on that. Um, so he's a very viable option. And then the other guy I'm going to do is Kevin Kisner. Uh, Kevin Kisner is the course consistency guy. If you can be a course consist consistency guy in the fourth year of a tournament. Uh, so he's extremely great as a putter on the tour. He's 13. He succeeds on all Donald Ross courses. So this is a Donald Ross course here at Detroit. So the other courses on tour that are Donald Ross are the Wyndham and the tour championship. And he's got eight top tens on Donald Ross courses since 2014. So he's very good on this course for whatever reason. He really likes it. And I think partially it's due to the fact that he doesn't have to hit the ball as far to try and keep up with everybody here. Yeah, the other guy that could be sneaky is Keegan Bradley. Again, he's streaky with his putter, though. So that's a lot more of a risk-reward pick. Um, he does not fit out the metrics as personally, but he has been playing well recently. Yeah, I think that um, definitely great. I, I think home is obviously the number one option here. I think yeah. he's proven it consistency-wise. The only bad tournament that he's had in the past, like, six months has been the open which is completely opposite of what the course we're going to so i am not worried about that at all um i think cameron davis has been playing some really good golf lately however the 3m barracuda and john deere haven't had the stacked field that you can compare himself to so um i don't think if he was a previous winner here he'd be that high i like adam scott this week i think he's had probably and i think i've said this like six times a super, super quiet, great year. 15th at the Open, 14th at the U.S. Open, uh, two majors, two consistent finishes. You don't have to hit the ball far. You just have to be good at putting. This guy is honestly one of the most consistent in terms of, I'm going to get the ball in the center of the green, have my birdie putt, tap and par, move on to the next hole. And I think if that putter gets going, birdie fest, I think this guy could be good. I don't dislike Adam Scott. I think it's more that I like the other guys around him more. Yeah, that makes that sense. Makes sense. He's kind of he's kind of middling for me. He's just middle of the road, tough for me to want to to really to really fight for. Yeah, I can't fight you on that one. All right, um, we kind of cruised through that, but we did go through everybody, I guess. Yeah, and I, then eight um, K range, we have Denny McCarthy eight nine, a little bigger of a category, but not the biggest, all the way down to eight. And Mark Hubbard, uh, currently Mark Hubbard is in the field, but he had an illness last week. Um, gotcha. not sure if that's going to impact him a ton. Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuelio Grio, uh, withdrew this uh, morning, so he will not be in the and then there's another withdrawal, but I don't think he's on anybody's radar, so I'm not worried about it. But, um, I'll go ahead and start this one just because I have a strong opinion. I think if go Mark Hubbard plays, and I know this is a controversial topic, but I had the gut feeling, and I know we talked about it, I had the gut feeling when I looked at the field list before odds, before anything. And I saw him there. I said, I got a weird feeling about Mark Hubbard. It's proven me right so far pretty good this year. 
hasn't been a thousand percent victory, but in I terms of, say, I think you're about six for nine or six for eight on your gut. gut hey, on my gut feelings, if I'm six for eight, that's, you know, three out of four, that's 75% success rate, yeah. gut feeling 75%. That's pretty good. And that's not um, wins by the way, too. Let's, <laughs> let's clarify there. Jack. That's like top, like thirties. Probably. Sure. Hey, I'll take anyone. If I pick a top 40 off a gut feeling and that's a win, I don't care. 75% making money off a gut feeling yeah. is pretty good. I think he's great. Um, I think Gary Woodland might be another sneaky pick. Um, he's streaky. Um, this is honestly one of those, but he always does well on a boomer bust. You know, you always take a look at him and it's the weeks you don't expect him to come out and finish like seventh place that he does. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. Um, there's just a stacked category. Russell Henley, Webb Simpson, Adam Hadwin, Riley, Thagala, McNeely, McCarthy. You could make your lineup here. I know you have stronger opinions about these guys, but a lot of them let me down last week. Yep. So I'm giving them the cold shoulder until they prove it. I, uh, that's how I feel about Woodland since I played him in the open and he shot, I think he was like plus eight over the first, over Thursday and Friday. So I don't want to touch him, but that's kind of a personal bias on my front. Um, so I don't blame you if you want to do that. The one guy I'm going to say, are we serious? These bells. All right, whatever. Um, then, so the one guy, first guy I'm going to mention is Denny McCarthy. He's the third best putter on tour. He's if you want a putting contest, Denny McCarthy is going to do solid in a putting contest. He will be extremely popular this week. I think he could be top three most owned guys in the field. Mm. Uh, so again, I like him though. So he might be a good option to go to. I'll go to Maverick McNeely as well, right underneath him. He's a top 30 putter. Uh, he's played well at the, the John Deere where he finished top 10, and then he was T49 last week at the 3M, so he's, he's, he's been playing decently coming into it, and he's, he makes a lot of cuts. Uh, I'm avoiding Thigala and Riley, mainly because of bias and the fact that they both missed the cut last week, and they did not look like they played or putted well at all. Um, one guy we'll go to is Russell Henley. He is less of a, of a putting maestro, per se, but he has great ball striking and great approach. Cut play. machine. Yeah, he's cut machine. Won't won't really miss any cuts. So I think he's a very viable option. And then Webb Simpson has been kind of he's been kind of eh so far earlier in the year. But this seems like the kind of course that Webb Simpson is going to come out of the bushes. Yeah, he's going to come out and be like, oh yeah, uh, Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. This seems like a Webb Simpson kind of course, especially since he doesn't have to hit the ball a country mile to be competitive in it. Yeah. Who do yeah. we have? Ngali and Hadwin. You know, I don't think there's anybody that I dislike. Um, maybe Davis Riley is the only guy that I'm really fading. Um, last two weeks, he just hasn't shown what he had the, when he was playing every single week. I think he took a break off, which he totally should have. That dude played like 86 weeks straight. It felt like um, yeah. I think he'll take one more week, probably get a top 50 finish and then go back in. I'm just going to let that week slide um, and go on to some other options. I agree. Um, all right, let's let's go down to the seven K range. This is a this is a big old range. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really going to go too in depth to it. There's about fifty guys. Yeah, and that's like. starting with uh, Mister Shaking That Ass. See, woo, shaking that ass at seven nine Ryder Cup. Go look it up. One of the best moments ever. Three hundred and seventy five names later, you go to Matthias Schwab at seven. <laughs> um, there's some names in here. Definitely. There are, there are lots of guys that, in my mind, are very interesting this week. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Well, 
I, I think I'll start just because I'll mention a guy and you will definitely go more in depth on him. Okay. Joo Hyung Kim or Tom Kim, as I think you call him, is so underpriced. It's not even funny. Yep. Um, I will let you speak on him in a little bit because I know you're going to talk about him. Um, Taylor Pendritz is another good option. He is in his last three events, 11, 13, 13, Barbasol players in Barracuda. Not the strongest fields in the world, but not the strongest fields in the world here. Chris Goderup had a fantastic week last week, hopefully riding high. Um, Ricky Fowler, Nick Hardy, two guys that are down here. Adam Svensson's good. Gim's good. But I'll tell you what, there's two guys down here that I'm really, really high on this week. Okay. Number one, Grayson Sig. And I know you're thinking, why are you picking Grayson Sig, you idiot? Let me just read his last four events. Seven, 26, 27, 16. He's averaging 70, but his average is getting screwed by two courses, AT&T Byron Nelson and Wells Fargo, where he shot like 73, 74 each day with a 76. His average has jumped because of that. I think this guy is going to go 12 to 15 under, 7-1 range. He's going to make the cut. Life is good at this price range. But I think a potential winner this week, spoiler alert, 7-1 Michael Thornbjorn Olsen, stud seven one finished fourth at the travelers he's coming over he's dangerous i love him this week i i'll let you take him that's all that is all you um all right i got a i got a laundry list so everybody here has kind of got a strap in because i i went a little in depth into this one uh chris kirk if you look at the model for this week chris kirk is is top three in terms of that model outside of probably cantlay and Danny McCarthy. So he's a very viable option. And, but I do think he will be popular at 7,800. Uh, Jack mentioned him, Ju Young Kim, AKA Tom Kim. He is playing harder than anybody else this week, simply because he is fighting for his tour card. So if, if you, I am never worried about putting him in a lineup because I know that he's got to give 110% effort because he's trying to make sure he stays on tour for next year. Um, the next guy I'm going to mention is actually Alex Smalley. He's been top 25 in three of his last four starts on tour. Uh, his putter is about as inconsistent as it gets. <laughs> so there is a, a little bit of an adherent risk to picking Smalley. But if he gets it going, then then he's got all of the other metrics to, to play very well at this tournament. Uh, I do like Ricky Fowler as well. He's, he's kind of been coming around, sort of, kind of. For, yeah. for a low for a low tier at this point golfer but he's also trying to sneak in and make sure that he gets all of his fedex points i'm not normally a fedex searcher i don't look too in depth into it but ricky fowler's right around 135th i think he needs to be 130 in order to make the fedex playoffs so he's going to be fighting a lot harder these last two three weeks uh what's my last guy i had one more guy on my on my list oh Michael uh, Gligic, he's made seven straight cuts. He's not the greatest golfer of all time. Um, and he's got kind of a wild driver off the tee, but this is a fairly open course as long as he doesn't blast it into all the, a bunch of oak trees. So this is a pretty good option to take Michael Gligic. Otherwise, I don't really have any other good spots for him. There you go. Done. All right, uh, we are about to plunge to the depths of the 6K range, Jack. 
Yeah, I mean, usually there's one or two guys that I go, hey, you know, this could be a viable option. I'm not really seeing it this week. Um, obviously, Scott Pierce, he's down here coming off a fantastic week. Everyone's like, oh, you know, he's injured. He had blisters. He'll figure that out. He's fine. Um, Sepp Strzok is down here. He's had some horrendous weeks, but at a course like this, anything is possible. There is one guy that I think could possibly be the steal of everything. Um, his name is Seung Yul No. You most likely haven't heard of him. No 99% shot. of PGA Tour people probably never heard of him. Right now, he's 46 in putting. 36 strokes gained around the tee. And he is just doing phenomenal in terms of save percentages. So everything around the green approach, everything's really good. He is 6,000 even. One of the I, lowest prices you can go. I can't find him. So, oh, there he is. Yep. Right next to Jared Wolf. But look at his performances. His last 38. 55, 41, 43, 35. I mean, that's his last events. If you're looking for a guy to make the cut, yeah. this is not the worst option, especially at six. You can go get Cantley if you want to do that. Well, I don't have anybody at six, so you can you can stick with Jack's pick on that one. I got two guys I actually don't hate. Uh, that's a good start. Range. Okay, I got two guys I actually really like personally. Oh, the- I have two guys I don't hate, but I actually really like. I have them in a lot of places, so I need them to do well this week. First one I'm going to say, Kelly Kraft. He's at 6,700. Um, he is seventh on tour in strokes gained putting. His last six finishes, RBC Canadian tied 13th. Travelers tied 56th. John Deere tied 24th. Barbasol, he was 142. Uh, Barracuda, he was tied 31. And then last week, the 3M, he was T11. He's super low on FanDuel. So, I mean, I, I can come up with some great nicknames for Kelly Kraft. I mean, like Kraft Mac and Cheese. Like, come on. Like, uh, no, is that weak? Too, too weak in ah, people? Goodness nah. gracious. Kraft Mac and Cheese, that's not bad. Um, the other guy I'll say is, <laughs> is a little bit below him. It's going to be Peter Malnati. Uh, he's the 69th best putter on tour. Nice. Uh, but he's, <laughs> he's been playing pretty well recently as well. His last three tournaments were Travelers T64, Tied 30th of the John Deere, and then T11 again last week, the 3M Open. Um, he had a streak of missed cuts a little while back where his putter was not that great. But prior to that, he had made seven cuts in a row. So I think Peter Malnati at 6,600 is an extremely viable option if you want to go down to this range and, and round out your lineup. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that one. And then I got one last guy um he is not ranked in any category in the pga tour he is a corn fairy guy named michael kim he at another guy um at 6400 69 average has been in his last six events top 25 doing fantastic he's also fighting to get his pga tour card because he's currently for another reason well, he's top 10 on the Corn Ferry Tour, so he's trying to make sure that, that he goes through because the top 10 that win on the Corn Ferry Tour automatically get a tour card for the next year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's another guy. I, I don't necessarily have, like, another group of guys that I'm fighting for in this category. I think we've touched on everyone, and yeah. uh, I'm definitely excited to get in this week. L- let's do it, Jack. Let's get it started for me. What are we doing? All right, absolutely. We're on DraftKings right now. I... Went Cameron Young 10-1. I went Max Homa 9-9. Mark Hubbard at 8. 
Ju Young Kim, or as you call him, Tom Kim at 7'6", Michael Thornbjorn Orson, 7'1", and I went back to the well on Callum Terran at 7'1". I think he's definitely a good option, and I'm hoping for just another great week this week. All right, so we are we are not that that close in terms of what we picked with one another really? on DraftKings. Yeah, we I mean we both have Homa. I have Homa at nine nine actually starting my lineup out. Um, and then I go to Denny McCarthy at eight nine. I got Maverick McNeely at eight eight. I go Webb Simpson at eight three. I go Chris Goddard up at seven four, and I go Peter Malnati at six six. Hmm. So I am I am hoping for a top of the leaderboard, top of the odds here, top four guys to really kind of fall apart on me. I think that would make it extremely <laughs> ideal for my lineup. Yeah. Outside, of, outside of that, if everybody picks Cantlay and he wins, I am in trouble. Yeah, and that gets me into my fan duel lineup where I have Cantlay starting off at 12K, yeah. uh, Adam Scott going right to 11 as my favorite pick, and I'm sure our favorite pick to young Kim, 9-5. Mark Hubbard, 9-4. Michael Thorne Bjornsson at 9-3. And Grayson Sig at 8-4, coming up the rear. There you go. That's a good way to do it. Um, I went relatively similar to my DraftKings lineup, threw a couple of guys over again. I'm starting with Max Homa at 11-5. I've got uh, This Ain't No Hobby, Kevin Kisner at 10-7. I've got Maverick McNeely at 10-4. I've got Denny McCarthy at 10-3. I've got uh, Drew Young, a.k.a. Tom Kim, at 9.5, and then I'm going Kelly Craft at 7.5. All right, so now that we've done lineups and, you know, obviously covered a lot of people, I feel like I always go first with bets, and I really want to, you know, switch it up, switch the flow. We've had two weeks in a row. We haven't got it. Let's turn it around. Why don't you tell me your bets of the week? All right, I'm, I'm still sticking with the three bets. Um, I think it just works best for me. I can kind of focus a little more on the guys I specifically like. I'm doing Webb Simpson, top 40, minus 110. Chris Goddard up top 40 at plus 140. And uh, Ju Hyung Kim, a.k.a. Tom Kim, top 40 at plus 100. Done. Lock it in. Let's do it. I also had Ju Young Kim as a bet. I just took him out and replaced him with another guy. I have a lot of bets to spare, so I just had a next guy up. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going the gut feeling. Mark Hubbard, top 40 plus 100. I think he could do a lot better than that, but again, for the value of easily doubling your money, if he just beats some guys, done. Lock it in. You can bookmark this time. <sighs> gut right, feeling. Right. I have written down gut. Um, Cam Young, top 20, plus 125. I think it's a really good option. Max Homa, top 20 is minus 115. Grayson Sig, top 40, plus 140. Riding the putter. Patrick Cantlay, top 10, minus 110. Get back into it. I wish you guys could see Liam's reactions to all of my bets. Yeah, Grayson Sig is a is a not one I anticipated you saying. Um, and then well, there, there's um, some guys that like I talked about earlier that don't even have bets, like Thorn Bjorn or Olerson. Well, I can't talk. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Doesn't have a bet. Um, Michael Cam doesn't have bets. I think is because they don't have any comparison, so yeah. they're not including them. But there is just some guys that I didn't see it. I'm also going to say my, my concern with Mark Hubbard is that if he was healthy, I would be a hundred percent on board with you. There, there's a chance that because he's not a hundred percent, he might, he might just kind of ship it on Thursday and Friday. If he's yeah. Not great. yeah. He's probably going to withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a concern of mine. I just needed to make that abundantly clear. 
Um, but all right, all right. So we got bets. You got yours. I got my. Now we got to go to winners, Jack. Who you got as a winner this week? Don't be mad at me. Okay, Patrick Hanley. That's fair. All right. Well, I, what what's, just, what's your parentheses? I guess is a bigger question. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just Cantlay is just so overwhelming in terms of everything metric based. I know I'm not supposed to go with the boring pick, but it'd be stupid not to say Patrick Cantlay. But next guy up, Thorn Bjorn Olson. Ooh. I know I'm mispronouncing his name just because I wrote it down incorrectly and my brain's tripping me up. But I think that's a guy that could have a great week and really show up. I also had, which I'm not including, um, Homa and Young. I think are another two great options. And then Adam Scott, but Cantlay and Thorn Bjornsson are my two guys. You are not going to like my picks. <laughs> oh, boy. At all. Um, this week's winner, I got Webb Simpson. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm going Webb Simpson going to the well this week. Um, my guy in parentheses, Peter Malnati. I thought you were going to go Kisner. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to go Kisner. And honestly, I think Kisner, I, it was just between Webb Simpson and Kisner. I, I'm going Webb Simpson and Peter Malnati. Wow, if you if this pulls off, you're gonna look like a freaking genius. <laughs> I I I am sending it on Web Simpson this week, that is for sure. Wow. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's a it's a, it's a risky pick, but again, I I think Cantley and I think Kisner are both incredibly valid options to win. But I'm going Simpson and Malnati. Wow, good for you. Hey, you know what? Uh, you got Cantley covered, so at least there was that. If you didn't pick Cantley, I was honestly going to be a little like a little confused because I might have taken him at that point. I think you have to. All right, wild picks. Yep, I'm going circa 2015, baby. We're bringing it back to retro great golf. Ricky Fowler and Jason Day either getting in the top 20 is plus 350 each. Going to 2015 <laughs> golf. Ricky Fowler plus 350 top 20. Jason Day plus 350 top 20. Hopefully one of them hits. I'm going to love watching it. Do you want to know what my first wild pick is? Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Ricky Fowler, top 20 plus three. Atta boy. <laughs> so we are both on Ricky Fowler for top 20 as a wild pick. That's funny. Um, the second guy I'm going to take is Kelly Craft, top 20 at plus 600. Wow. So, again, another deep cut, but I'm sending it this week. That's uh, hilarious. See, this is like, it's awesome. We don't talk about our bets because we want to actually like discuss it on with you guys. But like, that is hilarious that back to back weeks, by the way, because I think we both had a Ricky Fowler bet last week too. Yeah. I think I had him top 40, you had him top 20, but yes. Yeah. Um, some other good options though is like Ju Young Kim, like he is plus 100 for top 40. I think that's a bet I will also be taking. I think it's dumb not to, but he's plus 240 top 20. Yeah, like those are good odds. Um, so I'm definitely betting just for value wise him at top 40. I might sprinkle him. There's some really good opportunities out here um, for some bets. I think Cameron Champ might also have another good week come back to back. But obviously we locked in our bets and uh, we're sticking to it. No, definitely. Uh, we are we are high aboard the Ricky Fowler train this week, I guess. Um, <laughs> How can you not be? Yeah, I mean, again, he's been playing great recently. I hope he continues to to keep it moving. He okay, okay. Hold on, quick, quick side note here before we we send you guys out. I thought he was going to live. Is he not going to live? I think here's what happened. I think that he realized that 
this is where his legacy is. And I think he wants to get one more season in or try to get to a FedEx cup, maybe go into it. I'm not sure. I think he values getting to the majors so much that I think it means something to him, but I don't know. Cause if you win or place in a major, like I think with his players championship, when he had exemptions for a couple years and now they're finally tapering off, but I don't know. I, I just feel like he was one of the first names we heard about. Yeah. So, so now all of a sudden, everybody else has been heading over, but but he's still here. Although yeah, I think um, we should have a, another mini episode on Lyft because my opinions have changed. I know your opinions have changed. Yes. Yeah, we, we did an initial episode on the Lyft tour. Uh, at that point, then we did not know who was going to be on the Lyft tour outside of I mean, Phil Mickelson. Realistically. Yeah. At that point, we we spoke on that tour emotionally at the time when it was first coming out. It felt like someone was pouring salt in the wound. Yeah. Where I think now we've actually had time to research and figure more things out where we have better opinions on it. Um, but I do have one more thought um, on Ricky Fowler before we send it off. Is there a guy in this field you would like to see win more than Ricky Fowler? Maybe Will Zalatoris, yeah, but I was gonna say, he of my has bias, 20 man. years left in front of him. Is there a guy that you'd rather see win than Ricky Fowler this week? I mean, Webb Simpson, technically. Technically, I want Webb Simpson to win. But no, I, I agree. I think Ricky Fowler is is the guy that if, if he wins, it's a feel-good story. Everybody's happy about it. I don't think anybody's pissed that Ricky Fowler's Fowler wins that tournament, even if they don't bet him. The same way, if Rory would have won the Open, everybody would have been ecstatic for him. I, I get again not the same vibes, but a similar style of vibe. Yeah, if Ricky were to win another. Oh, everybody's backing him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we'll we'll leave everybody on this note. We only have a couple weeks left. Uh, we have what this week, and then next week is the Wyndham, and then we start going into Tour Championships. Yeah, I think it's honestly coming up really quickly. Um, notice a lot more people will probably play um, in the next couple events, especially that Wyndham, uh, just because you're going North Carolina to Tennessee. Yep. Um, but it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to get into the Tour Championship, and I'm definitely not excited for the season to come to an end. Yeah, un- unfortunately, the season will come to an end. It, it'll be a couple weeks off, and then we're going to start the fall swing. We are going to be in here for the fall swing. Uh, we will not quit uh fields will be probably a little bit weaker and that'll make it a little more exciting and enticing as far as trying to trying to pick winners and and dig into jack's knowledge of the corn fairy tour <laughs> at that point. So, hey, acc tournaments on at five o'clock in the morning Mario, are you getting up with me to watch not a, i gotta be at work at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow Pull it so. up on the phone that's true well, who am i kidding but all right, we will we will let you guys go let's go out there and win a bunch of money this week go patrick cantlay go Webb simpson have a good one everyone Deuces.